Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hello and welcome to today's Beacon. The gospel's so simple, right? We're all sinners. We've all gone apart from where God would want us to be. We were made to be in a perfect relationship with our Heavenly Father and in a perfect relationship with each other. So Jesus died to make it right. He died to cover all our sins and make the relationship right again. He died to make us one with God and give us the ability to spend eternity with him. He wiped the slate clean and will wipe it clean every time we mess up again. Whenever we do wrong, we can rely on Jesus to remove that sin. So what do we do about it? Do we keep on sinning? Paul talks about this in Romans. Romans 6 verses 1 to 17 says, So what do we do? Keep on sinning so God can keep on forgiving? I should hope not. If we've left the country where sin is sovereign, how can we still live in our old house there? Or didn't you realise we packed up and left there for good? This is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered a new country of grace, a new life in a new land. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. When we are lowered into the water, it's like the burial of Jesus. When we're raised up out of the water, it's like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new country, in our new grace sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ, a decisive end to that sin-miserable life. No longer it sins every beck and call. What we believe is this, if we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in his life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, he took sin down with him, but alive he brings God down to us. From now on, think of it this way. Sin speaks a dead language that means nothing to you. God speaks your mother tongue and you hang on every word. You are dead to sin and alive to God. That's what Jesus did. That means you must not give sin a vote in the way you conduct your lives. Don't give it the time of day. Don't even run little errands that are connected to that old way of life. Throw yourselves wholeheartedly in full time. Remember, you've been raised from the dead into God's way of doing things. Sin can't tell you how to live. After all, you're not living under that old tyranny any longer. You're living in the freedom of God. So since we're out from under the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old way we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God, can we do anything that comes to mind? Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourselves to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourselves to the way of God and the freedom never quits. All your lives you've let sin tell you what to do, but thank God you've started listening to the new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom. So we have died to our sin and died to ourselves. It might seem that sinning is the easy or fun option. 
but is it really? Sin can look so appealing. Because of Adam and Eve's choice, the world is bent towards sin. We have the devil and demons that are affecting the world, but we also have our own sinful nature. We were born into a world of sin, and we are not able to escape it by ourselves. We were born selfish and wanting the easiest and best lives for ourselves. Our sinful nature tells us that the best thing to do is sin, to take the shortcut, to choose a selfish option. Especially as we think there is enough grace to cover our sins. We think we can sin now and just repent later. We can fall into the trap of our assurance given to us by the Holy Spirit that we can carry on sinning anyway. But there will always be consequences. This sometimes has consequences that we can see. There are consequences in the physical world for the bad things that we do, and sometimes these are immediate. Sometimes we see the pain we cause, or we have unforeseen consequences that affect us. Sometimes we directly see how sin and selfishness can be a really negative thing in our lives. Sometimes, however, we don't see that. Sometimes it looks like we've gotten away with it. Sometimes it even looks like the sin has improved our position in life or made a situation easier for us. But every time we sin, we're walking away from what Jesus wants for us. Every time we sin, we pull ourselves away from Christ. And yes, we will be forgiven every time. We will be reunited with our Father every time. But we shouldn't want any separation between us and our Maker. We shouldn't want any distance between us. The other thing is that sin takes us from who we're meant to be and the path we're meant to go down. The best, healthiest, most fulfilled life is the life with Jesus. God has a plan for our lives. He knows what's best for us. And to live it out to the best of our abilities, our focus needs to be on God and not on the world. We should focus on our treasure in heaven and not what we can physically see. We don't live in a world that's just flesh and blood. There's so much more than that. Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. It's hard to not sin, because we aren't battling against something we can see. There's a spiritual world that's affected by this world. When we die, we'll understand this more fully. We will understand how our actions have affected each other and how the spiritual realm works a little better. We will always be tempted to sin, but we need to know that there's a much better life for us. We need to know that we have died to that old life, we've died to the sin that we once lived in, and we're now free. We need to remind each other of this fact too. If you see a Christian brother or sister falling into sin, come alongside them. Let's not judge others or tell them in a judgmental way like we never do anything wrong, but if we get the opportunity and the prompt of the Holy Spirit, let them know that they aren't living the life they could be and welcome them into a fuller life. So should we carry on sinning? The answer is a resounding no. It isn't good for us or others and it doesn't build the kingdom of God, however it might seem. Jesus has died for our sin and covered our sin, so let's take the gift of being free and live in that freedom. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you freed us. I thank you that we no longer have to live in sin, but we can live the life that you've called us to live. The life that might not seem the best on the outside, but really is truly fulfilling. 
and will lead us to an eternity with you. I thank you that you died to cover our sins. I thank you that you died so that we could spend eternity with our Father and with you. And I pray that we'd remember that this week, that we wouldn't go on sinning because we don't have to do that anymore. We can live the life that we should have lived from the start with you. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.